At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Coming up on episode 266 of Wheel Bearings, we've got the BMW i4 eDrive 40 and the M50, as well as the Genesis GV60, the Subaru BRZ, the new Super, Ford Super Duty, uh, Honda's Prologue is shown off, the Hummer EV fails for a friend, and Volvo EX90. All that and more coming up next. <laughs> This is episode 266 of Wheel Bearings. I'm Sam Abul Salmon from Guidehouse Insights. I am Nicole Wakeland from the Fast Women Podcast. And I am Roberto Baldwin from, let's say, TechCrunch this week. And uh, let's start with Nicole this time. Okay. I have two vehicles to talk about because it's been Ooh. a little while. That's yeah. good because Robbie and I have basically the same vehicle to the talk about. The same vehicle. So I'll, I'll add the variety to the show today. <laughs> Um, should I start with um, super cool, fancy EV or um, super fun, tiny little sports car? Uh, go with EV first, then sports car, because then we have EVs. Okay. I'm going to shuffle little. papers around. So shuffle, shuffle, what I shuffle. have in my driveway this very moment is the 2023 Genesis GV60 uh, Performance, which is... Oh, so it's got the boost button? The fun button. Yeah, it's yeah, it has the boost button. So the first thing is you can't get this most of the country. It is literally available in eight states, Arizona, California, Connecticut, New Jersey, Nevada, Utah, Washington. Was that eight? That's it. That's where it's available. You get eight states. So I can't even get this here. The closest I could get this to New Hampshire, I guess, would be Connecticut. Um, So I'm driving a unicorn. It doesn't exist in my state. (laughs) Uh, But I, I genuinely love this. It is not a cheap car. The base trim, the standard one is 59,290. The performance version that I have, which has more horsepower and a greater range, has got uh, 429 horsepower and 235 miles of range is $68,290. It's not cheap. Um, let's do our bets. Destination, gentlemen, how much? Ooh, ooh, ooh. 1295. 1100. Oh, you both failed. You both went over this time. Oh. Ooh. But Robbie, you were really close. It was ten ninety five. That's just oh, heartbreaking. You were that close, man. Oh, no, bum, bum, you're not coming up on stage. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. <laughs> uh, so ten ninety five for destination. So it's but the thing is, this is first it's an EV, and you know EVs generally run more expensive than you know the gas versions of the cars that exist. Although this is just a an electric, um, and it's a luxury car, and it feels like one in every sense of the word, like. It looks, it's beautifully styled. It looks a little different. It has really aggressive looking wheels. They're very angular and just 
when you see it, all the, it's like these, it makes me think of lightning bolts. I love how the wheels look on this thing. Um, pew, pew, pew. Yeah. I love how this looks. So it has great styling. It looks really, really good. Um, unbelievably comfortable car to ride in. Um, I'm hubby is six, three, and I had him sitting there. I'm like, are you comfy in it? Cause he heals all those, you know, those points where Robbie, you're tall, your knees hit the console or hit the door or whatever. And suddenly what's great for everybody else is not comfy for tall people. He loved this. Uh, I love this. It is so much fun to drive and little boost button. That's pretty cool. A little extra, like boom, a little extra juice. And you just fly. Oh, the thing is you don't need the boost button. Like it is so, it has that EV acceleration. So you just, you just go. You, you kind you of forget hit. it's there. That's what I, I'm like. Oh yeah, that's there. That's a thing right? still. <laughs> like I tried it because I'm like, oh, I should push this. And I'm like, I don't need that. Uh, one of the most fun parts of driving this though, my husband has been in an EV before and he drove a Tesla years ago. So he knows what it feels like to have an EV accelerate and what they're like. My daughter has never been in an EV. She's been in plug-in hybrids, but never just straight up electric vehicle. So when we went to get on the highway, I just absolutely mashed the accelerator and her reaction was fantastic. It was like, whoa, she's like, oh, I want one of these now. Like suddenly she's all in on the EV lifestyle. <laughs> That's how it happens. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I, I like this. I am sad that it is such limited availability and I don't know when um, Genesis plans to expand it because like every EV right now is stupid, limited availability. But because this is their top trim, it comes with all the fancy that you would expect, has all the safety features. You know, there's power front seats and their bolster. There's even heated rear seats, which we went out with friends last night. It's the first time in their lives they ever saw that. And they're like, why do you do that? And I'm like, are you telling me you wouldn't want heated rear seats? He's like, no, I guess that, yes, I would. Now I do. I didn't until I got in the car with you guys to go to dinner. Now I need to get a car <laughs> with heated rear seats, you know? Um so it has all of the fancy, there's a 12.3 inch, uh, touchscreen display and it's sort of goes right into the instrument cluster. So it looks like one giant screen, but it's really two that kind of attached to it, like are blended together. Um, and this is neat. They have, they call it this crystal sphere shifter and it's this giant. This is the thing that when, when they first showed images of this thing back early this year, uh -huh. we were trying to figure it out because the what images. The heck? Some, some shots showed it one way. Some shots showed it a different way. We couldn't figure out what how this thing worked. So have you seen it since? Do you know I, how I it have, works? yeah. I, so, I saw it at the Mama Spring Rally. So what it is for everybody at home who's like, what? So when you look on the center console, there is this, I don't know, how big is it? It's maybe, it's pretty big. Maybe like three and a half, four inches. Yeah, yeah I'd say three like to four like, inches it's larger in diameter. Than a, it's larger than a cue ball. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's about the size big. of a, like a base, between a baseball and a softball. Okay, yeah. let's call it, yeah, let's. So between a baseball and a softball, and it sits there. And when you get in the car, it is literally just a crystal sphere. And if you mess with the ambient lighting, it glows whatever color you picked. Currently, mine is glowing pink because that's what my daughter picked. <laughs> so it's this like glowing pink sphere on the center <laughs> console. As soon as you turn the car on, it it rotates back. Like it's almost like as if it was think like a lid. It just goes flip and it flips. You're looking at the bottom side of your crystal sphere. And on the bottom side, it's the gear shift. So it has a dial with little, little like indents for your finger. So you can select the gears. As soon as you put it back, uh, put it in park, it stays there. But as soon as you turn the engine off, it goes back to being your crystal sphere shifter. Um, yeah. The, Jared from Genesis explained to me that the, the, the reason they did that is so that it's immediately clear to you when you get, get in the car, if it's, if it's on or off, if, if all you have is the sphere, then you know, it's not turned on. Yep. Right, right. And actually, you know, so first you're thinking this is this is kind of 
why and then i thought about it and that's exactly i didn't ostentatious yeah like this is this weird like i need a little crystal orb that spins around in my console and then when i realized that it was like the on off is what makes it flip from you know gear shift to fancy sphere i think oh that's actually really cool because you do have those moments when you're driving something in ev and have a plug-in hybrid and you think wait i just turn it off when i when i get out of the car right so you can literally just glance inside (laughs) crystal sphere you're good gear shift no you didn't so it's like a little over the top and a little crazy, it kind of works for this being a luxury car. And it does actually remind you like, hey, doofus, turn off the car. <laughs> turn off the car, doofus. Turn off the car. So I like this. Like I I genuinely will be sad when they take this away from me on Monday because I'm thoroughly enjoying driving this. And and the, the, the powertrain that's in this one is the same as what's in the Kia EV6 GT. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll, I'll be, I'll be fast. I'll be, I'm looking forward to actually driving the EV6 GT. Cause I, I really like the EV6. Yeah, um, me too. and you know, with, with this, with that extra power in there, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's so, a pretty big power gym just to, for, I don't mm-hmm. know if I said the numbers in the, the standard range, the standard GV60. So it's 429 horsepower in the performance. It's 314 in the standard. So it's not a small jump it's a big jump you know so it's i would get the performance it's like a lot more money but if i'm going to spend 50 some sixty thousand dollars in a car what's an extra eight grand so exactly if, if, if you're going to spend 70 grand would mm-hmm. you take the gv60 performance or a model y performance oh i was i just literally asked my husband this question i literally asked him that we were driving home from our dinner tonight um i I, it's hard because I like this because I like how the interior looks like the interior. Of this feels like a luxury car, the, the leathers, and, the accents and a, and a reminder. That's where you live. Yes. Mm-hmm. This car. Is, so you're, so all of this, like, it feels like luxury, not that the Tesla doesn't feel like luxury, but it's very, it's not mm. fancy. Like it's, it's this very, I don't want to say it's Swedish because it's not Swedish, but you know how like Volvos are always very nice. It's minimalist. This minimalist. Thank you. There, but it doesn't feel premium though. No, it no, doesn't. It, doesn't. it definitely it doesn't, doesn't feel as this, this Genesis, it feels like a premium vehicle in every way. The Tesla, it doesn't feel like cheap and junky, but it definitely doesn't feel as premium as the Genesis. So if you want a real premium experience, go with Genesis. If you want a Tesla, go with a Tesla. But I, I think the Genesis holds more appeal. My husband said the reverse. And the reason he said that was because he just likes the aesthetic of the Tesla and he, so he would go with the Tesla. I'm like, okay. I like yeah. having a, I like having a dash cluster though. Yes. Mm-hmm. And radar and ultrasonic sensors. Yeah. You know, just things. Those, those, <laughs> those, things. those things that you can't get on a Tesla anymore. <laughs> those things, those like rando, whatever things. <sighs> so, so that was my, that's the car I have in the driveway right now. And I love, 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 love it. I'm going to cry when they take it away. Um, some cars I'm happy when they take away mm. this. The Genesis, not What's, so much. What was the range? The range is, the standard is 248 miles. The performance is 235. Okay. So, I mean, not this like outstanding crazy range, but again, 235, that's going to get you through almost, how often do you drive more than 235 miles in a day? Probably not unless you're on a road trip. And then I don't think you should take any EV these days because the charging is just too wonky. Well, I did tricky. last week. I did last week too. I know, but I, I, I have really bad luck. The few times I've driven a long way, I haven't been able to find chargers. They are full or they're broken. And I, I, I got cranky. I'm like, mm, fine. <laughs> so, 
So I'm not. Yeah, I so got cranky. I got cranky. I'll admit it. I was like, and, well, you, I just got and you don't want cranky Nicole. No, you don't trust me. <laughs> Those of you who have witnessed. Not, not on a road trip anyway. <laughs> not on a road trip. Not anytime, but especially not on a road trip. So the other car that I had was the all new 2022 Subaru Brzz, the BRZ. Brzz. 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 Which is so different than the GV60. Like nothing is totally different customers, totally different everything. Um, so this is a small, fun, sporty car that barely seats two people. Um, my husband was not happy with his pretzel status when he tried to get into the front <laughs> seat of this. <laughs> um, we didn't drive. We just started doing more yoga. Have you I guess. <laughs> and uh, we couldn't take it someplace because literally there, I mean, there is technically seating in the back my daughter's like no no <laughs> yeah no there there so, are seat belts and then there's upholstery there are right. not things that could actually be yeah. used as seats right so there's make no mistake this is this is a two-person vehicle with a really large cargo area behind you for your purse and your groceries and whatever else you want to throw back there um so completely different vehicle uh 2.4 liter four-cylinder engine 222 horsepower 184 pound-feet of torque um what I like about this is, you know, you're buying a performance car and there's sometimes there's this balance between like, we're going to give you all this power. We're just going to give you power, 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 power. But the handling and the suspension and the rest of the car doesn't live up to that. So you have this car with tons of performance, but it's not fun to drive because they get kind of unwieldy if you get the least bit aggressive with having some fun with that horsepower, not speeding, just like aggressive acceleration, taking corners, it's things the car should be able to do. This handles really nicely. It's like, it's a good balance between the performance and the, the handling and the precision that you want from something that's sporty. Um, it's beautiful inside. It has like, I, I love it when cars have this stuff. Like this one has, this is a limited and it has uh, ultra suede with red stitching and there's, you know, leather bolsters and there's um, the floor mats have red stitching on them too. And you've got aluminum pedal covers. So it has all the the visual that you want to open the door and go, yeah, my car is a sports car. Like it, it looks the part um, and it feels the part. It was, it was fun to drive. It is not the kind of car that you want to take on a road trip because I do think, I think any sports car, really, if you drive it too far. Eventually the harshness of it can get to you. Cause there's a certain amount of harshness when you make a really good performance sporty car. I mean, it's not but like you need your kidneys. Oh, I mean, that's what they made dia dialysis machines for. Exactly. Right, right. For people who have sports cars and drive them too much. <laughs> but as a fun, like, it's just a fun car. And if you're driving, not hitting on road tripping and something like this, it was great. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was a hoot to drive and considerably more affordable than our Genesis. It is a 30,495. Okay. Go again. Destination on this one. Oh, uh... 995. Oh, I'm gonna say. Oh, I'm gonna say eight ninety five. Robbie wins again. Nine sixty. Oh, <laughs> you were so close. Boiled again. It's always. It's always. You gotta let Roberto go first and bid under him. That's yeah. the trick. He's yeah, got a system. Trick. Roberto goes, and then I bid one dollar. And then you bid one. Yeah, then you bid a dollar. <laughs> so, um, so that so two very different vehicles, but I liked both of them for very different reasons. And the, the person who'd be buying these would be entirely different. I, I think it was neat just because you think there's so many vehicles in the market and having these two back to back, you see how there's such different people these are for. And each one does what it's supposed to do perfectly for the people that it's made for. I think, I think, wait, hold on. I think this is for the same person. That person is me. 
because you? I own a BRZ <laughs> and I really like the eGMP platform. Yeah. And so the BRZ I drive for fun. That's my fun. Wee! See? That's why the car, drive, drive my go? drive around car. Wee! Okay. That's my fun driving around uh, drifting car. And then yes. I uh, have a nice EV for the rest of the time where I have to do things and I need this to go so, this, so basically what they were doing is like Genesis and Subaru teamed up when they were sending they were these like, to me. Oh, what like, you want? It's like a match set. She can convince <laughs> everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, did, yeah. You, did, did you have the automatic or the manual? I had the manual. Oh, that's the best one. That was close. It was yeah. very fun. Yeah, no, it was very, very fun. I enjoyed that would have been it. Just, it was, that would have been so disappointing, though. It would here have you go. Here's been, the automatic. You're like, ah. Yeah, wah, wah. So, yeah, so I had the manual, which was super fun. I love, I mean, you get so few manual transmissions anymore, you know? I know. They're going away. They're just like goodbye. So and, long, and when farewell. and when we have just EVs, that's that's all we'll have. We'll have no more manuals, probably. Yeah, they'll be gone. Yeah, limited runs for all that's of these, so... regardless of the car. Yep. Get them while you can. Stock up. Well, yeah, no one's no. buying them anyway. Well, I know. No one's buying <laughs> I like them. To think people are bu- I like to think people are like, oh, we got to go get all the manuals. No, they're not buying their no, manuals. No, That's the problem. You're only, them in, you're only going to get them in enthusiast cars going forward, the, like this and the Miata. Well, and, and even enthusiast cars, like enthusiasts, like increasingly enthusiasts don't know how to drive these things. You know, there's more and more people that like really enjoy cars. Like, I don't know how to drive a manual, you know? They they only know how to use paddles. Yeah, Golf. paddle shifters, which is totally different. Yeah. Although I had someone try to argue, well, I can drive the, you know, I drive with the paddle shifters is the same. I'm like, no, it's not. That's no, it's it's all about no, using not. three pedals with two feet. Exactly. If you're yeah. if you don't have to have do the the move the gear shift around with one hand and then move your feet around with the other, you are not doing it. No, it doesn't count. And you know what? If you like paddle shifters over a manager, it's fine. Yeah. If no. that's what you like, you like. Yes. Yeah, so no judgment. I don't Just, care. <laughs> You're just fine. get a car you like if you like manuals if you, you like, like paddle shifters if you like an automatic have at it it's your car it's your money by the thing that sparks joy but don't but don't complain about how there are no automatics or make fun of people who don't who can't or don't complain about there are no more manuals and don't complain about people who who do uh who can't drive a manual if a you haven't taught someone how to drive a manual or b you yeah. don't own a manual yeah. you don't get the you don't get to make fun of people who don't drive manuals if you don't have a manual like, I I gotta... taught, I've taught my uh several of my my daughters can't but my because they just one is like no the other one tried and we stalled the Subaru 890,000 times and you know she tried it in a parking lot at the high school but I've taught several of their friends who were like I gotta save money I gotta buy a car with a manual transmission or the car that was my handy down hand-me-down is gonna be a manual can you teach me Mrs. Wakeland I'm like yes, yes <laughs> do, you think, do you think it was easier because they weren't your kid because I think there's there's it's a bit more difficult I, when the people suspect, are are when the know. people are related I think there's a there's less there's people are less likely to listen to like a family member or a maybe. spouse well, that they would listen to like a, a stranger or someone maybe. they sort of know. I think, I think the the kids that I taught that, that were friends of my kids were like in that though, like I must learn this. Like this is either the car I'm getting okay. or the car that's being handed down to me. And I have to learn to drive this. They didn't have a or choice. I am, I'm out of luck. Whereas with my Rose, my older daughter was just like, no, thank you. And my younger daughter tried, but there was no sense of like, if I don't learn this, I can't drive. Mm. So I think she, tr- she genuinely tried. I, and I think she could have gotten it, but we'd have to like own a manual and have her drive it a lot for her so to kind of, you should have had it. You should have been like, this is your car and it's a manual. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, there you the, go, sweetie. Yeah. The, the older kid, you know, she learned to drive a manual 
Um, she didn't, she didn't get a car with a manual transmission, but she knew how to drive a manual. And then when she got a job where she needed to drive cars with manuals, um, you know, she, I gave her a refresher lesson and then yeah. she was all good after that. And she, she's fine with it now. The younger yeah. one, after one lesson said, Nope, I'm done. No more. Yeah. You know, not totally fine. But to what you said, Robbie, I think, you know, especially with parents and kids, you know, I think especially, you know, when they're at that age, when they're learning to drive, I think they they are even more rebellious than usual, and it it's There's a so much very, going on in your teenage very, brain. It's a very very stressful situation. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. It is really hard. Yeah. I, my my yeah. I, I taught my wife how to drive a manual in San Francisco, and her dad had tried to Jeez. teach her when she was a teenager, and it just it it just it didn't work. And I taught her, and because the car we had was a manual. And yeah. she's like, and so I taught her and she, you know, a few days we drove around like one part of the city where it's flatter, it's not flat. And she's just learned. And now she drives, you know, she drove a manual up until we got to Kona. Um, and so I think the, the, the difference, I, my parents didn't have to teach me. I used to, I grew up riding motorcycles. So in my stupid idiot teenager brain, I thought it was just some genius because I could get into a manual car and drive it. <laughs> it's like years later, I'm like, oh, it's essentially, it's not exactly the same because you're using your hand instead of your foot, yeah, but yeah. it's like the same, every, like everything's pretty much the same. The, 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 the fundamentals are the same. So I was just like, look at me. shift. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, like, don't, yeah. You don't, yeah, it was, it was like, oh. you know, after a few, after a few tries, I was like, oh, I got this. I'm like, look at me. I'm so good. I'm like, not really. <laughs> but the, the, the two, the two things you should get somebody else to teach to your kids, driving a manual and algebra. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay both. with the algebra. <laughs> oh boy, you, if 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 driving a manual was tough, the the tears that were shed with trying to do algebra, algebra. Oh. <laughs> That's uh, and the yeah. kids were even worse. <laughs> and they spent more than I did. Can you imagine? Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Kids, uh, what what have you been driving, Robbie? So I was driving the 2022 BMW i4 M50. This is the first electric M vehicle from BMW. It is their i4. It's their four series sedan, and they just sort of shoved an electric uh, powertrain <laughs> in there. Four series Grand Coupe. Yeah, yeah, sedan. yeah. It's the Grand Coupe. <laughs> <laughs> it has a hatchback. That's where that's yeah. that's that's all that really matters. It has it has, it has rear seats, which is actually excellent. So you can open the rear door and yep. you can like look at the seats and like, oh man, if I had a toddler, I could put them in there. But they're they are they are nicer than the B, the the rear seats in the BRZ, which are impossible to get in, get out. Everything about the BRZ rear seats. I put my dog in there once, scarred him for life. 
In the BRZ? Uh, in the BRZ. In the back yeah. of the BRZ, yeah, because for some reason I had to take him somewhere, and that's the only car I had at the time. Whoa, cats are attacking me. Um, yeah, yeah, i4 M50. This, uh, I drove this car uh, once before in Germany, and I really liked it then, and I've driven it, I did, I did like a 500-mile road trip Saturday and Sunday with it, and I've been driving it, you know, a few, you know, almost a week before, you know, a few days before that, the week since, and... Every day, I like this car a little bit more. It's, it's. I think uh, BMW did a great job uh, both with the uh, the powertrain. You know, they're using a different um, uh, electric motor than everyone else. Well, other than Nissan, um, they're not using uh, magnets in their motors. They're not using permanent magnets. They're using you know electric. It's an, it's an AC induction motor. Boom, that. Uh, so they're using that. Um, but it drives so well, and it handles really well. And they do such a great job of sort of mitigating that heft, that extra 850-ish pounds of, uh, of of weight differential between this and the 4 Series with an all-wheel drive. Um, you know, it's 850 pounds heavier, so, you know, you're having to deal with all that. But, yeah, it is. it does such a great job. And we were shooting video with it yesterday, and the roads around my house are very twisty and fun, but they're also not very well maintained. I mean, they're not Detroit roads, but they're very like bumpy. And, you know, whereas if you go over to Marin, they're also twisty, but they're nice and smooth. And so on some, with some vehicles, you know, I drive them on these roads and you can feel them just sort of skipping around and bouncing around. And this thing is just planted so well on those roads compared to some other cars that I've driven, like Aston Martin's like a Vantage. It did better than the Vantage on these roads. And so, yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I really, really like it. It's super, you know, zero to 60 in 3.7 seconds. It's, uh, it's a pretty great. Yeah. And I, I just talked to some, I went and got some tacos, uh, cause taco tober. <laughs> um, so I went and got some tacos today and I, I got out of the car. I, I plugged it into a charger while I was there and these two gentlemen came up and they were talking to me about it and, and they're like, Oh, is this an electric car? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, Oh, I didn't know BMW made one of these is electric. And, yeah, it's it's nice because a it's 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 not an SUV. <laughs> <laughs> B, it's a proper M, mm-hmm. and you know it has 227 miles of range. But in my test, I got 238, which I was Ooh. really impressed with. Um, I did you know I did my my long distance drive, and uh, you know it charged fine. I, I it, it turns out there's more 350 uh, kilowatt chargers away from my house than near my house. <laughs> <laughs> um. And yeah, you pull over, you charge, I eat, ta- I eat more Mexican food, and then uh, get back in the car <laughs> is what I did. Uh, yeah, it's and, and it's nice that you throw it in comfort mode or eco pro, and it's just a nice, comfortable BMW. It's it's comfortable, it's got that BMW luxury, you know, it's, it's, it's nice, but it's not overly nice where you feel weird eating inside of it. You know, some cars are so nice, you're like, oh, I don't want to eat in here. Like, this is like, <laughs> it's nice, but I could eat a burger. It's fine. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, the uh, the vehicle I had. Let's see the 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 starting price is wrong on the on the Monroni. Hold on, the starting price now is uh sixty seven three hundred, so it's not cheap for the. Uh, but but with that you get five hundred thirty six horsepower, which is nice. Um, so you got that going for you. Um, and but the one I got with the uh, total retail price, eighty two thousand eight hundred twenty dollars. Wow. So, so, so not, not cheap, you know, they not threw cheap. in, they had the high performance package with the 20 inch wheels 
and then the heated steering wheel pack in the parking assist package and then the driver's assistance with the traffic jam assistance where if you're going under 40 miles an hour you can go hands-free while you're on a highway um so that's kind of nice you know when you're, you're, you're cruising around i don't know if that's you know if you if you do a lot of gridlock driving i mean that's it's fine i guess um but i don't think it's worth the 1700 uh to be honest yeah um but yeah no i i really really liked the this vehicle oh oh it's you guys can check uh pick a oh Bill sam by property has it the destination charge he's cheating um Ugh. i'm gonna go with uh 1380. one dollar one dollar sam <laughs> wins go, sam. one dollar it's a uh, nine hundred ninety-five dollars. Oh, and this one comes. Win. See, comes, you get it now. It comes all the way from Munich, Germany. <laughs> it comes all the way from the other part of the world. <laughs> it's only. It's well, the Genesis came bucks. all the way from Korea. That's true. The Genesis does come all the way from Korea. What do you? What's going on over there with Ford? <laughs> <laughs> well, Stellantis is still the worst. Oh, I mean, they're, Stellantis. They're, yeah. they're, they're charging two grand for delivery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it's a four hundred volt uh, architecture. It's not, you know, the next generation new class um it, but but they're they've they've maxed it out so it charges at 200 kilowatts so that's nice when you're doing uh long distance drives um like sam and i were with uh with the vehicle and uh yeah no it's i don't know you guys got any questions no i've never i i never tried bmws like they just well you can live just, vicariously through sam and i know you <laughs> both have one i'm like dang it i feel really cheated you know i hadn't driven a genesis in a long time until i drove that gv60 and then i was yeah. like these are the best cars ever made <laughs> i should theoretically it's the i4 e drive 40 is up for north american car of the year so i'm hoping that i get oh, so to you gotta drive get one. It. you gotta get so, in there well they do we do a drive in um detroit in a week and a half and so hopefully oh, cool. they have it there and i'll get some time to drive it there you'll I, probably I, you'll probably get to drive the same one that i was driving probably the same exact yeah that seems like a good segue one. you yeah. have to put sam, like sam what were something. you driving yeah i also had an i4 but i had the uh, the base e drive 40 as uh, nicole mentioned um which is which only has one motor uh on the rear axle no uh, no front motor on this one uh so it is a mere 335 horsepower uh which is still quite quite more than adequate um and 317 foot pounds of torque um the one i had had the m sport package uh and mm. which is uh yeah that is uh, a, a few thousand dollars <laughs> um it's like hey you got an m car no you don't <laughs> no it 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 sort of kind of sort of looks like an m but not not really uh but uh it had the 19 inch wheels on there and so the EPA uh, range rating for the E-Drive 40 with the 19-inch wheels is 282 miles. <clears throat> and I had to go to Chicago last week uh, to uh, be on a panel at uh, the Mama Chicago Drives Electric event. And from my home to the hotel in Chicago was 265 miles. So I could have made it uh on a charge and in oh, fact yeah, it, turns, it, it. it turns out I, I actually could have made it um and you know the 282 miles that is the combined city highway range um so normally for you know highway driving it's going to be somewhat lower than that so uh, like 270 it, i think uh, probably actually probably would have been closer to about 260 265 so it would have been right on the edge but it turns out that 
the uh, the energy efficiency I was getting was actually quite a bit better than what uh, is the rated efficiency for this thing. The rated efficiency uh, on fueleconomy.gov is 34 kilowatt hours per 100 miles, which works out to about 2.95 miles per kilowatt hour. And I was averaging, you know, driving at highway speeds uh, or, you know, driving with the flow of traffic on uh, on I-94, um, which might have been at highway speed. You know, it was at some speed. Um, I was getting about 3.3 <laughs> miles per kilowatt hour. So I was doing significantly better than the rated wow. efficiency. Because I was getting 2.9 when I did my, my mileage run. Yeah. Which was I was like, well, I mean, it's not super efficient, but it's also an M car. Right. Well, and you know, you've got extra weight because you get the front motor yeah. and you had the 20 inch wheels, uh, which are even larger. The, the, the standard wheels on the E-Drive 40 are 18s. I had the optional 19s. You had 20s on yours. And so every time you go up a size in wheels, you've got more rotational inertia, more rolling resistance. Um, so it's going to, it's going to be an efficiency hit. So I was actually pleasantly surprised at how, how well it was doing on efficiency. Um, you know, I, I did end up making a stop about halfway, uh, just cause I needed to take a pit stop anyway. Um, so I, I did a 10 minute stop on the way there. Uh, I did, uh, about a 15 minute stop on the way back to grab some dinner. Um, and, you know, did a quick charge while I was, uh, eating my, my five guys burger in Kalamazoo, um, and got, got there and back no problem at all. Um, and when I was in Chicago, I went to a, a 350 kilowatt EVgo station that was not far from my hotel. Um, it was cranking along at about 157 kilowatts. Uh, I didn't get uh, that's about as high as it got uh, for me. Um, so close, but you know, in the time it took me to walk, I don't know, uh, a couple of blocks from where the charger was to grab a burrito and then come back or eat the burrito and come back. You know, it was charged from 10 to 92 percent. So. Uh, it, it was, you know, it was all good. Um, and, uh, like you, I, I really enjoyed this car. I, I like the size of this car. Um, I'm not quite as tall as you are, Robbie. So with, uh, with the seat, with the driver's seat set for my 511 frame, I was able to sit reasonably comfortably in the back seat behind, behind where I was sitting. We got to um, remember I'm all legs too. My torso right. is like, it, my and, torso and is I'm, about five inches tall. I'm all <laughs> arms and legs. And, and I'm, I'm the opposite. I have a long torso and my legs are not quite as long. Uh, so uh, for me, the back seat worked great. Um, there was no, no problem at all. And I, I love the fact that it's a hatchback because, you know, on these sedan, sort of sedan shaped coupe shaped sedan shaped cars, uh, you know, where it's basically a fastback, you know, if it has a trunk, like, you know, say something like the model three, where it's got a trunk lid, what you end up with is a very small opening to get stuff in there. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of annoying if you want to put anything large in there. Uh, so with the hatchback, you've got this whole big area that opens up, you can fold the back seats down, you can put lots of big stuff in there uh, when you need to. And, you know, still have room for a couple of adults, you know, to, to walk, to ride in there when you need to. Um, so I, I was really pleasantly surprised with this thing. Um, the, uh, the lane keeping assist uh, worked, worked very, very nicely. Um, and when I got into Chicago traffic um, where things were going 
much slower. I was, you know, below 40 miles an hour. I was able to use the, the hands-free drive assist plus uh, yeah. feature. So there's uh, like an iPhone. There's a, if you look at the instrument cluster display, there's a little notch in there where the infrared camera is that it keeps an eye on you to make sure you're watching the road. Um, and anytime you're below 40 miles an hour on the highway, uh, you can engage drive assist plus, uh, and then, um, uh, uh, just go hands free and just you know kind of cruise along in uh, in stop and go traffic on uh, on I ninety four or around Chicago or two ninety four around Chicago or any of the Chicago highways, which is what it typically is like. It's, you know, it's not a whole lot different from being on the one hundred and one or the four hundred and five. Yeah, you're sort of like all right. Uh, you stare at traffic. That's your that's sort of your job. Yeah. You're going so slow to me. I'm like okay, this seems less of an issue to me, but I'm just sort of staring at traffic. I'm like, well, this is kind of nice because I'm stuck in traffic, but then I'm like, but then I ended up just putting my hands on the wheel anyway. I'm like, where am I about to put them? They just sit in my lap. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the, the i4, i4 e drive 40 starts at 54,000 or $55,400 um, as equipped with the M sport package, which was uh, 2,400 bucks and <sighs> an assortment of other options. Um, the bottom line, including the $995 delivery charge uh, came to $69,720. Um, you, you could probably forego things like the M sport package and uh, even the driver's assist pro package, which is $1,700 for, for that yeah. hands-free capability. Um, uh, you know, and, and you could, you could get, you know, a pretty nicely equipped I4, you know, for in the $60,000 range, um, and, and be pretty happy with it. Um, so I, I really enjoyed this car and I would highly recommend it as something, if you're looking for a premium, you know, smaller to midsize, uh, you know, sedan style, car, an actual car, car, not, not car. a crossover, not an SUV, but a car. Yeah. yeah. This I, no. I I I really like the size of this car. It's it's just the perfect size for me. Oh yeah. And you know what? I could fit my uh talking about the, the trunk and the fact that it's a hatchback is I could put my guitar I put my guitar back there, I put my guitar amp. I was going up to a to a show in Yosemite. Um was one of the part of like one leg of the trip uh, I did over the weekend. And I was just like in my like, two backpacks and like you just kept I just kept cramming things. Oh, into if, the I mean, if you're, if you're not playing in a Rush cover band, you could probably even fit a, a <laughs> the drum kit in there. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're yeah, as long as you're not in a Rush cover band, that would that's you need you're gonna need two M uh, I fours. <laughs> One just well, for, for Roto Toms. <laughs> well, for I think for a Rush cover band, you need like a full size high roof um, transit or something like that. Just oh, for yeah. the drums. Just yes. for the drums. Just for the drum kit. Just for the drums. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that is two i4s, the uh, BRZ and the Genesis GV60. Did you know you can support Wheel Bearings directly? Head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. And exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia. And uh, Nicole has magically appeared back again. I don't have my laptops. Like I'm taking a break. Be right back. Like what just what just happened? <laughs> you were just you were stuck on like you had a weird face and it froze on your weird face and I was like oh yeah it just it's everything rebooted I was like what what is happening? So. <laughs> All right. Well, well, 
since we last all gathered together, um, Ford has released uh, their next generation Super Duty pickups, uh, which is probably their probably their most profitable vehicle in terms of profit margin um, in their in their lineup. Uh, and you know, this is everything from the two fifty F two fifty on up to the F six hundred or six fifty or seven hundred. Uh, they're all based on this basic this basic architecture. Um, yeah, I mean, it still looks like a, a big Ford pickup truck, uh, which giant is giant super duty, which is this which is, is all what you would expect. People want, really. yeah, uh, <laughs> more, more 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 grill. Um, but it does have some neat features in it. Um, well, for, first of all, you know they, you know they uh, who was it? Uh, I think Picasso first said, you know, great artists or good artists borrow, great artists steal. Um, so, uh, you know, Ford, Ford did some stealing from, uh, Chevy, uh, and GMC for this one. Um, one of the things, one of the features they added in here, the little side step cutout in the side of the bed ahead of the rear wheels and the steps in the rear bumper, uh, which GM has had for quite a few years now on, on their big pickup trucks. Um, but there's some, and of course, you know, they, they brought all, brought in all the new stuff from the latest F-150, like the, the work, the, or not the work surface, the cookie table. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> the Yay. cookie table. <laughs> burrito, it's the burrito table. It depends but, on what part of the country you're in. Yeah, here yeah. it's a cookie table. <laughs> but, but on, but on the, on the, on the super duties, um, you don't have to have the, the fold down shifter because the super duties have a column shifter. So. Um, so you can just flip the thing, flip the the table, the cookie table or burrito table over anytime you want. All the have, time. You don't have to wait till you're in park. Uh, you got the full recline seats and and all that other good stuff. All all the nice nice little features in there. You got uh, Pro Power on board, um, but there's some some other neat tech features. Uh, like one of the things they have is um, for towing. When you're towing a big trailer, you can get a set of cameras uh that go on the sides and the back of the trailer so you can get uh your full 360 bird's eye view that you normally get from the cameras on the vehicle but also include the trailer in it so when you're That's maneuvering cool. a trailer you can get that 360 bird's eye view even with a 30-foot trailer hanging off the back of your truck that's gonna save like, some scrapes and like dams. a superhero yeah um also um, you know, if you're using, uh, if you're moving around with the tailgate down, normally the, 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 the rear backup <laughs> you get, camera, you get that cool picture of the ground, <laughs> yeah, <you get> that. <laughs> but on the super duty, they added an extra camera and extra ultrasonic sensors in the top edge of the, uh, uh, the tailgate. So if you have the tailgate down, so like if you're maneuvering to hook up a fifth wheel trailer, now you have a backup camera that's still facing in the direction it should be instead of that view that's of the ground. Clever. I like yeah. that. That's clever. Yeah. So uh, let's see what other neat features did they add? Um, oh, 5G, uh, 5G modem in here for the first time. All the Gs. All the, the yeah, all the Gs you can get. Yeah. We want all the Gs. The 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 i4s that we talked about, they already have 5G, but this will be the first Ford with 5G. Um, and um, also, uh, there's a new engine in here, uh, a new gas engine. They've ditched the old 6.2 liter. Uh, V8, and they introduced a new 6.8 liter V8, which is basically uh, a slightly More downsized, liters. slightly downsized version of the 7.3 that they launched a couple of years ago. So this is a a pushrod, uh, naturally aspirated V8, uh, 385 horsepower, 400 
thirty. Oh, uh, sorry, no, three eighty five horsepower was the old six point two. The seven point three um, makes uh, four hundred and thirty. Yeah. Uh, so they they haven't given us power numbers for the six point eight yet, but it'll probably be somewhere in between there. So probably somewhere around three hundred and eighty to four hundred horsepower. Uh, and uh, what else? Uh, let's see. Oh, um, because a lot of these trucks, especially the bigger ones, the four fifties and five fifties are uh they sell a lot of times they'll sell them as chassis cabs they get bought by utilities and things like that to do to make turn them into bucket trucks and crane trucks um and uh so one of the things that they've uh incorporated in here as part of their their qvm program their qualified vehicle modifier program is um when they when they put this extra equipment on the back of the truck they can now actually go into the sync four system that's in here and there's they can program buttons on the touchscreen interface to control things like the bucket or the crane. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, so they don't have to wire up separate switches for all this stuff. They can do it right from the screen. Uh, so there's there's a developer program for that. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, that is else? neat. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it, it's designed for the people who use these things to work. People who are really working, not holiday, as the saying goes. People who really need a truck this big. Mm -hmm. I I saw um, an F two fifty dually platinum, and we were behind it. And I told my wife, "Mike, that truck, one hundred fifty thousand dollars." She's like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You never know how expensive trucks are until you know something about trucks. Like you just see like ah. Pickup truck, twenty bucks. You're like, no, no, that's uh, a six figure uh, car right there. It's the platinum, <laughs> two fifty, and a dually, and yeah. a dually. That's some big bucks. Had to throw some extra. Yeah, yeah. I I remember having a a, a platinum F four fifty dually like 10, 11 years ago. <laughs> that was almost a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and crazy, and they've crazy. only gotten more expensive since then. So that's the uh, the Ford Super Duty. Um. Speaking of big, heavy trucks, yes, um, our, our our friends at TFL Truck. Speaking of, speaking of duty, oh my god, no, thank you. I'm here all week. <laughs> hey, Roman Micah, the uh, proprietor at TFL Truck, uh, and a friend of ours, um, he uh, had a little adventure this week with a Hummer EV that they just bought. Um, yes, he did. Not not a good adventure either. No, uh, an adventure I think he'd preferred not have given an opportunity. Yeah, this this was not about going out in the in the wilderness and you know driving sideways with the crab mode. Um, going to his fancy little ranch situation that he's created with all of his trails and yeah. testing ground. Nope, 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 not that this, at all. This was this was on the street <laughs> in a left turn lane, and the Hummer said, "Nope, I'm good. I'm done. I'm not going anywhere else." Have a nice day. Goodbye, Roman. <laughs> See you later. Adios. So, so I'm to the moon. <laughs> So um, we'll we'll have a link in the uh, show notes to the YouTube video, uh, but basically uh, what happened was uh, a, a fault indicator came up on the uh, instrument cluster and you know, said there was some <laughs> kind of steering fault. You know, you should pull over and get the truck serviced now. Um, and so he you know he stopped in a left turn uh, left turn lane. He was in traffic and figured okay well i'll just turn it off and cycle the ignition so to speak and then turn it back on and you know see if the lamp if the fault turning signal it goes off away. and on again has long been 
great yes. advice for all sorts of technology. Exactly. So everything <laughs> works. Except, you know, that that works great if it will actually turn back on again. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Not what happened mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think when we were talking about the lucid air a few weeks ago, when I when I talked about how the, the infotainment system locked up on me mm-hmm. um, and in that case, I was able to turn it off and turn it back on again, but that didn't actually fix it at first. Um, and there was a kind of a sequence I had to go through. Well, Roman ended up calling his son um, and, you know, looking at trying to look up because the owner there's no <laughs> physical owner's manual in the truck. It's all digital. And the input which seems payment great. Is, um, right. It, it seems which you great until access. it's like you have tech issues. It's like, but the answer uh, is in the tech that I, won't work, right. guys. Exactly. You're <laughs> like, how to restart your truck? Oh, no. <laughs> yep. So, you know, Tommy found a bunch of different things to try, and they tried all those things, and none of that worked. And so they were going to try to disconnect the 12-volt battery, um, except the 12-volt battery is in the front. And to open the frunk, you have to press yeah. a button on the touchscreen. Done, done, done. Oh my but god! What a more physical there. buttons. So, like, poor, this sounds kind of funny now, but I'm imagining the time. Poor, poor like, Roman. Ah, this took Roman almost an hour. To be oh honest, this is con- this is content for Roman, though. Oh, it oh, is, absolutely. But I'm sure. Yeah. Really so for him, he's got he's almost four hundred thousand views on the video. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, it's it's irritating, but at the same time, he's like, "Oh, this is going to do so well." This is gold, man. <laughs> yeah. This is gold. It's gold. <laughs> um, but it turns out that um, there is actually a manual release for the front lid. Uh, oh, cool. But you have you have to reach way up underneath the, the left hand side of the dashboard, way up there. There's a little loop, little wire loop that you grab and pull. How did they find this out? Uh, they found it online. It's doing a doing a Google search, oh, and so reaching, a reaching up under the dashboard there, they found found the loop, gave it a yank, got the, the hood open, um, disconnected the battery, let it sit for a minute, hooked it back up again, and then you know it started up, but it still wouldn't. It, the shifter was still locked. And then they, they had the came up instructions came up on the on the instrument cluster what to do next and said okay, open and then close the driver's side window, okay now open and close the passenger side window, now the left rear window now the right rear window, now hold now press the brake pedal for twenty seconds, and they actually had to do this twice before it would finally unlock the transmission. Seriously, because, that's the combination but, of yeah. left foot right foot. Yeah, because like, by, by that time, a flatbed had arrived to tow them back to the dealer, except that it was stuck in park. So they, could, they couldn't even roll it onto the float bed. Just drip. Well, and this, but this is a 9,400 like 9, pound truck. Oh, my God. <laughs> flatbed That's just absurd. flips over on top of it. Why is it such a bizarro combat? What? It's so, people don't act, it's so you don't accidentally do it. Like, well, I got I, a McLaren once with the air brake was uh, malfunctioning. And to, like... If the air, if I, if the car threw an air brake malfunction, I had like stop the car, open and close the door, and it has those golf, you know, those those yeah, the going doors. Going, so I'd like yeah. open the door, close the door, push a button, turn a thing, call my mom, like <laughs> sing a song. It's all dance, different. but put it's funny because the old in the olden days when uh your your uh when your uh augment transmission would lock when it when it gets stuck there's just a little slit and you just shove the key or yeah. something in there a screwdriver yeah. in there and then screwdriver can... yeah. yeah 
now you gotta now you gotta do the contra the you know the contra uh, extra lives code oh my god <laughs> the konami code it's a konami up code down left, for your car. up down left right select start select start a a b a b a a b start yeah google konami code restart my car yeah so this is the downside of software-defined vehicles. You know, yes. when, when you put everything into software instead of having physical buttons and switches for, for some of the basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And a you paper end up manual. A, and a paper <laughs> manual, yes. This is how this is where you end up. So they finally, they, once they got the transmission unlocked, the, the truck would actually move on its own. So they were actually able to, you know, they didn't actually have to put it on the flatbed. They were able to drive it. Although once they got it going, they just put it in drive and then did not put it in park or neutral or reverse again at that point. They didn't want to risk it getting Don't stuck it somewhere off. again. Don't just get keep, in too roughly. Just keep it going till they get to the dealer. Too hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've all driven a car like that, though. They oh, said yeah. they weren't they weren't brand new. Yeah, they weren't brand new. <laughs> we've all had fancy. the like the hand me down of a hand me down of a hand me down where something goes wrong. We're like, okay. Just got to do this one thing. Don't, don't, don't do it. Just, okay. Here just we... Please go five more miles. Please go just five more miles. There's a lot, there's a lot of praying. Miles. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend who, who had rigged like the wire, the, the accelerator. This is what he told me is that the accelerator cable in his bug had snapped from. So in order to, I don't know how he did it or why he did it. He had to get the accelerator and use his hand he'd run like a rope to the cable and was trying trying to get home and like we lived in a we lived in the mountains so he had to go up the mountain to get home it was like like pulling on the accelerator to get it to go while driving with you know it's like oh good times yeah all right so if you if you're planning to get a Hummer EV, you might want to watch this video beforehand so you know how to get it out of park when it's stuck. For a few quick tips. Uh... Yeah. All right. Um, continuing with the uh, the GM Altium platform EV theme, um, Honda uh, released uh, first images of its upcoming Prologue uh, this week. And the Prologue is the crossover, the electric crossover that's coming in 2024 that Honda designed the body for, and GM is building uh, based on its the same Altium platform that's going to be under the, you know, probably the bla- it's probably based on the same stuff as the Blazer um, and the Equinox, um, and, and in all likelihood it'll probably be built uh, in Ramos alongside in Mexico alongside the the Blazer and Equinox. Um, no no specs on it yet, other than that we know that it Size. is a little bit bigger than the CRV. Uh, you know, so, you know, kind of smaller than a pilot, you know, or a passport bigger than a CRV. Um, and, uh, it's, it's battery electric. Um, one interesting thing about this, since it's not coming till 2024, uh, one of the things that Honda has said is, you know, for the, with the new CRV that's just launching now, they're planning to have about 50% of the CRVs they build this time are going to be hybrids. And they're going to offer a special shorter term two-year lease deal for CRV hybrid buyers that want to then be able to transition to the prologue when it comes out in two years. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. So, um, so if you're, if you're looking forward to a prologue, you can buy it, you can lease a CRV hybrid right now for two years um, and then trade it in on a prologue uh, when it finally arrives. That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah. You know what's what's interesting about the prologue is I think the it, it looks very much like the Honda E, not the E Honda, which is a character from Street Fighter. The the front end like it resembles the Honda E. You can see sort of the same basic design features. Uh, when I pointed and and they talked about it, but the concept didn't look as much like the Honda E. And when I pointed that out to Honda during a briefing, they're like, nah. So I feel like maybe am I the only person who sees that who sees like it looks more like the Honda E than the than the concept did, or am I drunk? You mean well, you the, the rendering drunk. that they released a few months ago? Yeah, yeah, the rendering. Yeah. I well, think this looks... I mean, it, it does have this black plastic grill, but you know the Honda E's got round headlights. Well, yeah, it... yeah, but it's but it still has that the, the front end without the yeah. obviously without the round headlights does sort of harken back to to mm -hmm. that design language. Yeah, there's there's a little of that in there. There we go. Fine, fine. I'm drunk. Just just say it. You're drunk. You're drunk. Anyway, have, like have another beer, Robbie. To be to be, uh, I actually like the way this. I think this is the best looking Honda. Uh, I like SUV this. that they the best looking Honda SUV out there. Boom, done. Oh, yeah, I, I mean it's good. it's it's got nice proportions to it. Yeah, uh, it actually in profile it kind of reminds me of the Volvo XC60. It does look like a like a Volvo. Especially yeah. since they showed us the white picture, yeah. which is like, hey, you like a right. Volvo, huh? Huh? And Little... and the the Honda badge on the tail on the tailgate, I think, is like the it's that's the same kind of script the they have on the E. Yeah, yeah I noticed that. That looks kind of cool. I like how the it badge says Honda looks. instead of yeah. the the logo. No. Yeah, I like that. And, I and it it's kind cool. of kind of more horizontally elongated yep. letters they yeah. sound a little bit stretch yeah i'm yeah. very this this makes me feel really good about what honda is going to do with their e-architecture because clearly they've like okay you know what people want the honda e we're not going to give it to them in this country but let's we'll come you know close. what let's 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 be real about this and i think they've they've you know in the last couple of, like last year or so they've been like okay this is what we're going to do and so i think they're yeah, we'll see. You know, I know the the long term plan is the high, uh, Honda is going to be a hybrid company essentially, and Acro is going to be their EV. It's going to be like you know the the EV company. Hmm. Um, and so Honda's Acro will be EV before Honda is. But from the looks of this, and I know it's on the Ultium platform, which except for that Hummer seems like a good. <laughs> That's a <laughs> performance. Roman Hummer. I think it's. I don't know. I, I I I dig it. I think I'm I'm as a as a person who used to own a series of Hondas, I'm happy that Honda is doing this. And I'm glad that they work in with GM just to have something out before they have their E architecture. So at least people will look at Honda and be like, okay, cool. They think about the future. There's yeah. an option. They're forward thinking. They're going to electrification. Yeah. It's just stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And then that I, two year that two year lease thing, that's pretty dope. Yeah, it's no, really that, clever. that that yeah, that is a good idea. I think you know, tied people keep people in the Honda family for now, until they have something to offer them that's a full battery electric. Yeah, yeah, I think they're, you know, P Honda people are they're like Subaru people. They just continue to buy Hondas. They Honda just, after Honda after Honda after Honda after Honda. There's like people <laughs> in my neighborhood. All they have is Hondas. Hondas. They have no Hondas from like the '90s. They have like four Hondas, and one of them is CRX. It's a 92 oh CRX all the way up to like, they, they have a fit, <laughs> they have an Accord. They have... The entire Honda history in their driveway. Yeah, yeah, they got they got all the Hondas. And I'm, I'm feeling like if they're going to go EV, they've probably been waiting for this. Yep. All right. Uh, last one, the uh, Volvo EX90, uh, which uh, since we recorded previously um, is has been announced as the name and Volvo is in the process of slowly trickling out 
a bunch of details and we'll probably see something every week or every few days between now and November 9th, when they finally show us the full production version of the EX 90. Um, so this is the, the all electric replacement for the XC 90. Um, you know, and we got a preview of the design direction last year with the recharge concept, uh, you know, which looks more like a lifted wagon than a traditional SUV. Uh, but that's fine. Um, but there's some, some interesting tech, uh, in this one, especially the interior, but, you know, as, as they've said last year, I think, uh, you know, they're going to have standard LIDAR on here as part of the driver assistance suite. Um, and they'll have hands-free driving capability, but I think what's, what's actually more interesting of what they told us so far, um, is some of the interior stuff. Plus also, um, it's uh, the EX90 is going to have bi-directional charging capability. Uh, so like the, the F-150 Lightning, the VW ID Buzz, um, and, uh, and, and a, an increasing number of other new EVs, you'll have the ability to, to run your house off the battery in this EV if, uh, if you need to. Um, but the interior stuff, um, they're going to have, um, the infrared driver monitor system, like you've got in GM and Ford and, and assorted other vehicles. <clears throat> and, um, but they're using, they're actually using two cameras. They're at, one's looking straight at you. The other one's at an angle looking at you. And they're doing more than just trying to detect if you're watching the road, you know, so they're, they're looking for, you know, what they call visual distraction, which is you looking away from the road, looking down at your phone or looking at the screen or looking at somebody else in the car. Uh, but they're also uh, looking to see if you might be drowsy, if you might be impaired, um, or if you actually have what they're calling cognitive distraction, which is you are looking at the road, but, and I'm sure, uh, you know, I, I know I have, everybody's probably been in this situation at some point when you're doing a long drive, you're staring down the highway and your, your eyes are pointed at the road, but you're not really <laughs> paying attention. Like you, like you, you, the highway, like you wake yeah, up 45 I, minutes later and you're like, wait, how did I do that last 45 minutes? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to get an interview with, with somebody from Volvo to learn more about this. So hopefully we'll have sometime between now and, uh, November 9th, when they show off the EX 90, we'll have that, get that interview and include it in the show. Uh, but you know, they're, they're, sounds like they're doing some clever stuff to try and detect, you know, these other situations um, that might be safety issues when you're, when you should be driving. Um, and then the other thing that they're doing in the EX90 is they're going to have a bunch of interior radar sensors. Uh, they've got these little tiny uh, radar sensors or like five millimeter square radar chips. Uh, so that's like, you know, about a, a little less than a quarter inch square. Uh, and they'll have up to seven of them in the EX90 uh, for the different, uh, seating positions in there that can detect up to one millimeter of movement. So if you leave a kid or a pet in the backseat of the car and oh, no. you know, it detects the rising and falling of the chest, it checks the breathing um, and you try and you get out and you try to lock the door. Um, it won't lock the door. It, it won't let the door uh. lock and it'll give you an alert saying, Hey, you know, check the Yay. back seat. Yeah. I would like to, if automakers did more, I like the, tesla's dog mode mm -hmm. where the car just stays on and has the air conditioning on 
And right. And, and Volvo's talked about, you know, that's something that they can engage automatically. You know, if you do walk away yeah. and you leave somebody in the car, it can turn on the air conditioning automatically and keep the temperature uh, under control in the cabin. Um, so, uh, you know, obviously you don't want to, especially with a kid, you don't want to leave the kid in the car like that. Right. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I didn't say kid mode first. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, but I mean, Tesla Robbie? specifically calls it dog mode. Yeah, it's like yeah. dog mode. You leave your dog in the car. You have to run into the store real quick, but you have the air conditioning on, and it says dog mode on the screen. Yeah, like, people that's know. Because nice. sometimes, because like I'm like oh, I have to run into the store. I'm like oh wait, no, I have to go all the way home because I'm not gonna leave my dog in the car because it's gonna get hot and he'll be you know they'll be uncomfortable and sad. Or dog. Now they'll just be comfortable and cool, but also probably sad because I'm in the store without them. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> just the nose is still pressed there. against the glass. Yeah, Where's just like. The bird toe? Huh? You just got to make sure you bring them back a treat. Yeah, I'm the treat, to be honest. <laughs> you are the treat. I have returned. They're like, oh, he's back. Okay, we're cool. Everything's cool now. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's answer some listener questions. Uh, James McCandless, uh, who last I checked uh, was writing for Newsweek. I think he works with uh, with Eileen. I believe Newsweek. he's not any like he or, was. Or he leave? Recommend, but he's, he's no longer with Newsweek, and I'm not sure. Okay. I'll see where he is right now. But yes, he worked with uh, Eileen over at Newsweek for quite a while, for about a year okay. or so. All right. Well, anyway, James asks, uh, will any of you all try to drive the Microlino EV in the future? Yes or yes? Yes. I just got to figure out where they'll let me I drive mean, it. I mean, where? Because I was looking at the site and I'm like, what even I have is to go this? To, I have to go to Europe, which <laughs> to be honest, I, I'm in Europe pretty often, to be fair. So um, you're normally driving other people's stuff. I just but if I, here's the like, thing is if I hey, stayed sorry. a few days, yeah, if I stayed like yeah. two days and I reached out to the Microlino people and I said, Hey, I um I'm gonna be here for two days. I need to drive your car. They might and do it. I'll, you know, I'll just get like a crappy would hotel. Would you even and... fit in this? That's the joy. That's what we're gonna figure out. <laughs> like, would you actually fit? I don't think you would. Oh, it says it has it says it has space for two adults. And three beer crates, which is a weird uh, thing to say. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if it's in Germany or somewhere. It is in Germany. Know? Yeah, that's true. They're like, I have the to take electric my beer. bubble car the, from Switzerland. Yeah. Switzerland. The, for, so for those not familiar with the Microlino, um, this is a car whose design is inspired by the old 1950s BMW Isetta, which was a little <laughs> bubble car, um, you know, two seater. Uh, and the, the original I said it was powered by a BMW boxer motorcycle engine in the back. Um, and the, the unique thing about it is it's one door, but the door is on the front and it's hinged on the left hand side. So the, basically the whole front surface opens. of the car hinges, opens up. hinges out yet yeah, opens up and then you step out the front of the car instead of out of the sides of the car. And this is basically a modern interpretation of that Isetta design with a couple of pods on the side that look like, you know, it looks like they could be, uh, you know, lasers or, or you pew, know, like pew, thrusters, pew. you know, from a, pew, pew, pew. a Star Wars. Uh, oh, the nacelles. Like yeah, Starboard the nacelles. nacelle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and it's a pretty cool looking little vehicle. Um, it's electric. Yeah. Uh, you know, nominally space for two, um, you know, you know, whether that is, you know, two, you know, giant size adults or two, you know, modest size adults. It we'll looks see. really tiny. Like, I don't think that Sam and I should get in the car. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. I think if the two of you got in it together, <laughs> like, you'd if, be if like, one of us, one or and Nicole got in the car, I think it'd be fine. 
but not yeah. not the not Sam yeah. and I. Is it supposed to see just just two and a be and crates of beer? Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, the, the the curb weight is uh, just shy of five hundred kilos, so about oh uh, eleven hundred pounds. It's so tiny, people. <laughs> and that Ford um, Super Duty is going to run over it, and it's going to be like boom, boom. What was that? I don't know. Could have been says maximum <laughs> maximum range of two hundred thirty kilometers, so that's about one hundred thirty one hundred thirty miles. Um, okay. You know, uh, now you know whether you could do one hundred thirty miles at its fifty five mile an hour top speed. Mm, probably not. Oh, geez, fifty five <laughs> is. Is this uh, actually something you can wait, buy right speed? now? Wait, what is nine uh, kilometers? Like coming... I, I I don't know. I mean, they've got a price listed: fifteen thousand Swiss francs. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not sure how much that is in dollars. I'm trying um, to build it, so I'm lying and saying I live in Italy. A, a zero to thirty mile an hour acceleration in five seconds, which is actually not too bad. That's pretty reasonable for you know, especially. I mean, this is going to be a city car. This is not something you're going to take on a long oh, highway yeah. trip. Uh, you know, it's only a yeah. The, the Swiss franc is pretty hour. one to one to the dollar, yeah. so it's fifteen thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. It's only it's only a six kilowatt hour battery, you know, which is not yeah. much. Or you can get a fourteen kilowatt hour battery. Um, Ooh. Charging time. Well, so you're uh, reserving it. Wait, you're. Yeah. I'm looking now. I'm trying to find it. Fourteen so you're deposit. Yeah. You're steps away from securing a securing a spot on the reservation list with a deposit of five hundred euros. So you're just making a deposit at this point. Yeah. So it is not, so, they're not available they're not, and it, it doesn't. Yeah, do I, I don't think they're actually in production right now. Yeah. Oh, no, see, no oh, idea. store and events. Let's see what that says. There's a I don't want to drive it. Yeah, I would, I would definitely, like last year. I would definitely like to try this out. No test drives. <laughs> 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 the Zurich store is like, no, no let's no, see Dusseldorf. None. That's gonna oh, be no, your mission, Robbie. If you can find some place where you can drive this, yeah, I'm trying to figure this out. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to travel as much as I usually do. It's, it's, it's sort of working, but but it would work. Of... It would be worth it for this. Yeah, someone's gonna. Or the Microlina. The Microlina. So hopefully soon. That's the answer. Microlino, yeah. I guess it's Microlino. I'm saying. Microlino. Microlino. Was there any sort of was there wasn't there something with BMW and the design or was that what know. for this? Yeah. I've never heard Is of this until like tonight's podcast. The legal legality <laughs> of it. Uh, I, wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if, if BMW was, you know, did a cease and desist, you know, something. for design and, you know, design patent infringement. Didn't maybe BMW do a concept, something like this a few years ago? Oh, maybe. I I, I seem yeah. to recall they they did some, some sort of, I said, a concept, a, 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 I don't know, like in the yeah. last five years. I said, uh, Lost he's googling it. so so possibly they're never building this because bmw doesn't approve but so what's our next question anyway sorry i feel like we're moving on from roberto's gone down the yeah, 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 rabbit sorry, sorry. okay uh chris fernandez asks uh hi gang uh still a great show but i still miss yelling at dan uh nicole is a fantastic ad Thanks, but not Robbie. Not, not, <laughs> doesn't say anything about Robbie. So I like, like, uh, just... you know what? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Uh, like, Nicole's start... great. What about the other guy? Nicole's great. <laughs> <laughs> Started thinking about flying down to the LA Auto Show, but I noticed their website does not list Mercedes-Benz, BMW, or Audi. Uh, the VM, VW is listed. Do you have any insight into this? Will you be at the show? Take care. Um, so, um, I know Audi has said that they're not doing auto shows anymore. Right. Um, they have not been at any of the auto shows for a couple of years now. Um, BMW 
I think is largely avoiding auto shows, you know, at least, you know, having a stand at auto shows, they usually do something roughly in conjunction with an auto show. Like in New York, they had a, a background briefing uh, that I went to where we saw the new um, seven series uh, on display there. Um, but that was not at the show. And Mercedes has also been largely avoiding the shows as well. Um, yeah. VW, I'm guessing will probably be there to show off the ID buzz. Um, and, oh, yeah, that's good. And, you know, Smart. maybe something else we'll see. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I haven't decided yet whether to go. I've, I'm registered for media days, but I'm I I right will now be I'm probably there. lean. Oh, are you? Well, the, oh, yeah, World Car. World, world car, car is, yeah, our World Car Awards drive is just before it. So I'm going to go out there for that anyway. So I'll just stay an extra two days and hit the auto show. That's my okay. plan. I'm doing the world car drive and then I'm coming home and then I'm flying to Germany. Ooh, I'm going down. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm flying away from the auto show. <laughs> flying away. He's not just not going. I, just, he's I didn't actively seem like, it. I just don't feel like there's a lot of, I mean, for me, if you're just a regular person, auto shows are great. You get to go, you get to sit in a car that you probably wouldn't get to mm-hmm. sit in, you know. And that's what no the show to, was mostly like. Yeah. And no one's yeah. going to try to sell you the car. That's the nice thing. Like you can look at the cars and no one's going to be like, hey, so how's it going? Like, uh, I just want to look at it for a little <laughs> I'm just shopping. I'm just looking. We're like, oh, okay. Well, if you need anything, and then two yeah. minutes later, someone else, hey, how's it going? Like, oh no. Well, man, since you guys are both going to be there for World Car, maybe I should just fly out so we can record a live show in there person. There we go. Record a live go. show. I'll, I'll be there Sunday, yeah. and then I leave Sunday night. Right. I'm real. I'm I'm like in and out. Like yeah. on Saturday He's night. There. Sunday, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know yet. Um, I'll I'll be seeing. I'll see if uh, if anybody wants to pay for me to go out there. Um, but right now. Maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Seth Goldman asks, uh, I'm I'm noticing a disconnect between the things car manufacturers are doing with regard to marketing and the realities of current production and availability. <laughs> yeah. It struck me when I saw that there would be a limited edition heritage Bronco. I understand the logic behind this type of thing when you're trying to drive interest or excitement for a car. But right now, buyers <laughs> would be happy to get their hands on just about any Bronco <laughs> and Ford is struggling to produce them. Why add the extra production planning burden on adding all these variants? And the Bronco is just an example. We're seeing special editions and packages crop up all over the industry. And this is at a time when the any color you want, as long as it's black concept, would seem to make more sense. <laughs> I, I, he's not wrong. Yeah. No, he's not. It's, he's not wrong. Every time I see a special edition, I'm like, you haven't. There's people I waiting know. for their car. Like, hey, you can get a Maverick at U-Haul. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I just wonder if they're like, okay, we're gonna have this long cadence. We know what we're gonna release for the next year and a half, and it's like, okay, it's time to release that next special edition. Yeah, but we haven't finished production. Mm, we have a cadence. Right, this is time for cadence. the special edition. I think that's Let's what go. it is. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it is. It's the they, they plan this stuff years in advance, and they're just um, not. Rather they, than saying, "Forget it, we won't do it," they're like, "Well, we're going to put it out, and it's going to take gonna, eight months to get one." Yeah, I think, and I think people are just. I think people have learned to just wait over the last few years. They're like, you know what? I really want this heritage edition, and I know I'm going to have to wait. And it's and not I just know like I'm going to buy two Ford. and sell one and buy yeah, like three right. of them. And it's not yeah, just for like just all of everyone. them, everybody, everybody that's it doesn't even matter the car. Like they're all, everything is wait, 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 Hurry up wait, and wait, 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 wait. Yep. Yeah. Like, you know, on, I, I do a segment every week on Leo Laporte's uh, tech guy radio show and had a listener in a chat room a couple of weeks ago, reach out to me uh, because he had ordered a Maverick first edition 
a year ago when Ford first announced the Maverick and they first showed it a year ago. And he got notification from Ford that uh, a couple, you know, a week earlier that his truck was built and it was, it was, it had been shipped from the factory and it would be ready for him for delivery at the dealer sometime between October 5th and October 11th. So like this week, next week, the following day, he got a call from the dealer. Oh, uh, the dealer left him a voicemail oh. saying, oh, you know, we're not going to be able to get your 22 model year truck. Um, and because the color you ordered is, is a one year only for the first edition, Whoa. we're gonna have to get you a 23. So you're going to need to pick a different color. Um, and this sounded fishy to me when yeah. I heard this. Yeah. Oh, so I got I got his information. I got him to, to send me a message with his information and I passed it along to uh, somebody at Ford who then reached out to the uh, regional sales manager in Maryland where the dealer was. And um, uh, the following day, uh, this guy got a call from the dealer saying, Oh, you know, it was all just a misunderstanding. Uh, your truck oh, will be, your Maverick will be here between October 5th and 11th. Cause you know what happened? They got the truck the, the, and they were like, Oh, I can sell it for the, more. The, yeah. As soon as the dealer got notification exactly that the truck was it. built and was on its way, they had probably already agreed to sell it to somebody else for a big markup. Yep. And so, uh, you know, as, as soon as they had confirmation that it was on its way from the factory, they called the guy and let him know that, you know, they had to cancel his order. And so fortunately, this guy's getting his truck. Uh, should be getting it this week. Um, Yay. And, uh, That's good. Yeah. So uh, but, and then people wonder why no one likes and then dealers wonder why no one likes them. Right. Yeah. They do stuff like that. And that generates so much like ill that. will. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up uh, from Chris Pollard. Uh, and this is a combination of commentary and um, correction on my part. Uh, says, hi, I just listened to episode 264 this morning and I wanted to correct some wrong information on the Santa Cruz. I, I made a mistake. Actually, I made How multiple mistakes. You <laughs> said they're made, made in Korea, uh, which is completely incorrect. Uh, they're exclusively built in Hyundai's Alabama assembly plant for the U.S. and Canada because this is the only market where they sell the Santa Cruz. And I, I should have known that. I don't know why I said they were built in Korea. It's the uh, default because so much is yeah. built in Korea for. Well, but, yeah, and the, and well, and the Santa, but the Santa Cruz <laughs> is based on the same platform as the Tucson, which is and built the two, in Alabama. and the Tucson's built in Alabama. Now. <laughs> Whoops. So this is the main reason there's no hybrid. All, well, and, and this is where I think Chris is actually is actually incorrect a little bit. So the main reason there's no hybrid, uh, all the Tucson hybrids are built in Korea. Um, it's true that all the Tucson hybrids and plug-in hybrids are built in Korea, but that's not the reason there's no hybrid. Um, the, I, I talked to a product planner from Hyundai a couple months ago about this. I asked about this and he said, yeah, when, when they were doing the configuration of the Santa Cruz, they didn't package protect for a battery. Um, so that's oh. why there's no hybrid version. Uh, so, you know, at some point, you know, maybe for a mid cycle refresh, they'll, they'll potentially make some changes that will enable them to do a hybrid version. But right now they, they uh. can't, they can't build a hybrid version of it. Um, and Chris goes on, I don't recall hearing any mention of the different transmissions between the turbo and base engines either. Base uses a torque converter eight speed. The turbo gets an eight speed, uh, wet dual clutch. Um, so yeah, I was, I was wrong on that as well. Um, totally agree about the capacitive controls on the limited though. I'd rather have buttons and knobs, but the extra features are worth it. 
Um, I don't know if I'd necessarily agree that the features are worth it. Uh, oh, and yes, the Maverick is as expected outselling the Santa Cruz, but they're both selling as fast as they can make them back ordered like crazy. And both are still seeing dealers adding five to $10,000 in markups, uh, which is probably what that dealer in Maryland would have wanted if he could have gotten away with it. If, dun, dun, dun. if we hadn't intervened. I'm seeing a lot of Santa Cruz and Mavericks around. Like, I don't uh, see a lot of Mavericks. I see so, weirdly a lot of Santa Cruz. I don't know if there's, I, I live there's near four like, Mavericks uh, in my neighborhood now. Are they really? Wow. My next door neighbor's got one. The neighbor around the corner's got one. There's one a couple blocks down down one way and a couple blocks the other way. So, I think they both hit a nerve with those car, those trucks. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, yeah. this is what I need. Yep. This is all I need. Yeah. I don't need all that other stuff. I, I, I don't need, need a, I don't need a super duty. A Maverick will do just fine. Yeah. Well, I, can, I, can take the trash. I can take the trash to the dump in my Maverick. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did that. I did that last year when I had a Maverick and I, I was uh, trimming a tree and I just loaded up all the branches in the back and took it to the, the township compost site and just dumped them out there. Yeah. Um, filled it with rocks. Yeah. <laughs> You can do that too. Rocks. 800 well, and, pounds of rocks. And, you know, in the Santa Cruz, I had 800 pounds of topsoil. So there you go. Which, um, is, this, which is what happens to rocks after a while. Yes. Eventually. You leave, eventually. You leave, it's eventual rock. It's, if, 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 you, uh, top, if you let them erode, future rocks. Enough, you know, a few million years, uh, it'll become topsoil. <laughs> All right. Last one uh, from Gupta AJ. Uh, I've generally observed that vehicles in the Tucson Escape CRV class, so that's the compact crossover, are redesigned every four years. What does that mean for the redesign cycle for the Santa Cruz and the Maverick? Um, hmm. I think I think the Mavericks, the, it's going to be like a really slight redesign because that's what Ford's been doing. And also people yeah. like the way the Maverick looks. Hyundai, on the other hand, they're crazy when it comes to design. So who knows yeah. what Hyundai's going to do? They're going to be like, like yeah. Hyundai, yeah, I feel like Hyundai. We're going to we're going to make the, the Cybertruck. They're going to yeah. have the Cybertruck out before the Cybertruck. Like, ha ha, suck it, Elon. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I can see Hyundai doing that. Hyundai, like, Hyundai look what we did. Yeah. They're like, Maverick boom, magic. Just going to do like a little thing. Like this headlight is now 0.2 millimeters different. Ha. Yeah. <laughs> and the crew, the Hyundai's going to be like, look at what we have built. <laughs> it's a space truck. The space truck <laughs> but but it, but aj's right about i mean you know in general high high volume programs you know like like these you know are typically on a four maybe five year product cycle for yeah. for redesigns um and uh you know so you know but you're right robbie you know hyundai tends to make radical changes from one generation to the next um so the the next generation tucson and uh what 2026 you know, will probably look completely different from the one we have today. Yeah. It'll, yeah. it'll probably be electric, um, you know, and, and maybe even, you know, shaped like a doorstop. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> it'll but, be like the coolest yep. looking doorstop for some reason. It'll That's the weird really thing. Cool but, doorstop. Like, oh my gosh, look at that doorstop. But, but the Maverick, will, doorstop. the Maverick will still look like a small pickup truck. Like a Maverick. <laughs> yes. Yep. Tiny little, tiny, like, like Nicole was saying, tiny little three. Well, we put 0.2 millimeter adjustments exactly. to the headlights. We changed the grill a little bit, slightly oh, recontoured right the headlights. Yeah. Yeah. That was the change inside the the weave of the fabric is 0.3 millimeters smaller on the dashboard. We, we, we molded we mold, we molded a different texture onto those hard plastics in the interior. <laughs> it was bit. a tight checkerboard. Now it's a slightly more open checkerboard. I can't mm -hmm. tell the difference, but it's there. Trust it's us. There. It's there. 
Yeah, just look at look at the Mustang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, everybody, for the questions. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.